Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Getting Over Podcast, and it's part two of our WrestleMania podcast. WrestleMania's been split into two nights, so we've split our wrestling podcast into two podcasts. Makes sense. I think you'll agree. This is what could potentially be the second night, so it's part two. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop reviews where you can drop reviews. Share the podcast around. And don't forget, enter the competition. Prizes. That's right. Prizes. Right, let's get going. There's predictions to be had. So, let's go. It's uh, it's CookieCast. It's the Getting Over podcast. Recording in progress. Hello, this is Getting Over on the CookieCast Podcast Network, your home of all things WWE and wrestling. And if you've already joined us for part one of the WrestleMania 39 predictions, thank you very much and welcome to part two. If you're thinking, what the hell's he on about? Go back. You've missed an episode. Pop back one and then come back. We'll meet here. It's all fine. We'll wait for you. But yeah, you need to listen to episode, uh, the, the part one first, otherwise not a lot of this is going to make a right lot of sense. Um, it's not going to be too hard to find if you're subscribed. Get yourself on there, just have a little look back on your list, it'll be there. If you're not subscribed, now is a fantastic time to do so, and it would be very much appreciated. Um, so, those of you that did listen to part one, welcome back, thank you very much. For the YouTube viewers, you'll see I am still joined by none other than... Mr. Paul Williams and Mr. Andy Cook here to go through all things WrestleMania 39 and give you what we think will be the results of what I think is going to be night two. Um, Yeah, so thank you to both of you for joining me as always. Where were we? Let's get stuck straight back into the second half of the listed matches for this year's WrestleMania and we'll kick off this episode with an absolute banger. Hell in a Cell, Edge, Versus Finn Balor. And not just plain old regular Finn Balor. Demon Finn Balor. These guys have been going back and forth since Balor turned on Edge to take control of Judgment Day. Edge was forced to utter I quit when Rhea Ripley was threatening to deliver a concerto to Edge's wife, Beth Phoenix. Phoenix returned with Edge to beat Ripley and Balor at Elimination Chamber to sort of level the score a little bit. I mean, the score's probably been levelled about 14 times during this feud. It has been quite a long one, but they do keep finding ways to just add an extra wrinkle. Um, I can't see that going beyond Hell in a Cell, especially after um, Edge himself said on Raw, laying down the challenge, there's only one way to sell it, Hell in a Cell, and give it the big... Because, you know, angry voice and Hell in a Cell means definitely the end of the feud for now. It was at that point Balor indicated that um, maybe he should revisit some of his old demons, which adds a little more excitement to the proceedings as well. Um, There are currently rumours making the rounds that Edge will get his brood entrance once again, a little bit like SummerSlam. However, this time it won't be on his own. There is talk of it including Gangrel and the slight possibility 
and this is the bit that is a bit, uh, we'll see if it happens, of Christian being allowed to jump ship from AEW for one night only to make his uh, brood entrance. We shall see. We shall see. It would be pretty cool if that happened. Regardless of the entrances, it's going to be a pretty great spectacle, I think, the hell of this Hell in a Cell match. And I have had the hardest time trying to pick a winner. It could go either way. I have decided, but we'll see if you guys agree. Uh, so it's over to you for your picks. Paul, do you want to join yeah, the first? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll jump straight in then. I have gone with the demon, Finn Balor, to uh, get the win and end the feud as... To this point, he's had precisely, for want of a better phrase, dick all in this particular feud. So he, he kind of needs a kind of needs the win. I, I see what he did there. That was a strong Finn Balor reference as well. So um... <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's been one of those ones where I think it's it's been a bit of a stop-start feud. It's never really caught fire like they kind of hoped it would. Um, this might be the sort of the last chance to sort of inject something into it whilst also finishing it off. But Without being horrible to the guy, because obviously he's coming back on a bit of a lighter schedule anyway, I don't think this feud has been helped by the fact that Edge has been in, out, in, out, back in, back out. It's like, it, he's had more breaks than a Kit Kat factory, that guy, this year. Like, And it's fine. I get it. I understand why. But when he's trying to build some momentum in what effectively is like the last run of his career, I don't think he's done himself any favours. Um, there's there's clearly people on his on his list that he'd like to work with before he goes. Um, Balor was was probably one of them to help him uh, get over. Uh, but but yeah, I on that note, I have agreed with Paul. The other reason I've picked Balor is because there was this whole thing for ages where Demon Finn was undefeated and he was almost untouchable. And then, of course, he came up against Roman Reigns um, and we all know how that turns out. But they haven't done Demon Finn since. So it seems a bit silly to bring Demon Finn back to just have him lose. So that was my thoughts. Um, Andy? What's your reckoning on this one? I think almost the complete opposite of what you've said. I've gone with Edge. Um, I think this is the, the beginning of the end for Edge. Um, and I <clears throat> I do agree with the, you know, it seems strange to bring the demon out of some sort of retirement to have him lose. But I think... Edge being who Edge is needs like a high to start that sort of descent to essentially retirement. Um, so I do think it is the beginning of the end for Edge. Um, but personally, I do think that starts with a win. Okay. Um, well, Matt will have the deciding vote then. Will it be 50-50 or will it be 75-25 with Andy on Points Island? Pack your bags, Mr. Cook. You're heading to Points Island if this happens because Matt has also selected 
as he is known in some circles, Finn Balor. Um, and yes, one of the commentators still calls him that. It's Finn Balor. Get it right. Anyway, um, I'm not, not mad about that at all. So we will move on. The second match on my particular Night 2 card. Um, I've got the Men's Showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag Match, which is the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders versus everybody's favourite Irish wrestler, Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Now, this is the second of two random matches. Definitely not made to fill up the card and just fill some time in. Um, so, as with the last one, I will ask the question, who wins this one and why is it the Street Profits? Well, I uh, I disagree. I, you, you can definitely uh, categorise this one into the uh, why are these two matches on the card? Does anyone care? No. Uh, I've gone for Braun and Ricochet. Okay. Any any particular reason, or was it just pulling a name out of your ass in the same way that they put this match together? It's uh, just because Braun's in it, really. I mean, if, I mean, he doesn't, if he doesn't win, he kind of made, he's made to look a bit stupid. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those ones where this one just—it's just pointless that it's even in in the show altogether. So it doesn't really matter what happens. I, I mean, is the winning team going to get a tag title match? Who knows? Is it the beginning of a? Oh, I, mean, I could see—I could see it being the sort of the beginning of the street profits. Dissolution. Well, I mean, Braun Strowman has in a previous life won tag team gold with a 10 year old at WrestleMania, so he has got form in tag matches uh, on the big stage, but um, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. Andy, do you, do you want to put yours in next? I am in agreement with Mr. Williams on this one. I think the 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 Braun Strowman aspect to this just I couldn't see anything else. It almost seems like out of place. I was like, well, Braun and 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 whoever else. I was going to throw out the. I'm pretty sure didn't he win with a child at some point? So, um, yes, yeah. a ran, random ten year old that happened to be the son of a referee. So yeah, Braun for me, I'm afraid. And, you know, the most Irish wrestler. That's alright, you're, you're in the book. So you guys have got matching picks. I obviously have picked the Street Profits. Um, because it genuinely doesn't matter who wins this match, and because it's like almost like the end of season shindig, I think that them two have absolutely busted their ass over the last year, so I, I, I just feel it'll be given to them to have a little bit of a a victory lap at WrestleMania before they ultimately do go into singles territory where effectively Montez Ford becomes some sort of mid-carder before uh, Dawkins ends up being some sort of um, cleaner uh, or merch seller or popcorn guy. I, I just I, I think he's going to struggle without Ford personally, but I mean, prove me wrong. It's cool. I mean, he's getting a chance I'm not, so crack on for um, Matt, just to be awkward, has picked the Viking Viking Raiders. Um, again, 
I'm assuming this is because he was potentially eating a packet of crisps at the time and the crisp that he picked out of the bag looked like a Viking helmet and that's clearly, the again, the logic that was made with any no, kind of match booking for this one. No, he was, he was eating Space Raiders. I'm just going to... I'm just... Yeah. Uh, Paul Paul will be potentially be back on the next episode. Um, depends if he's... Um, if he's allowed after such travesty. Anyway, um, watch the Street Profits lose. Watch Braun Ricochet lose. Watch the Viking Raiders lose as uh, Alpha Academy. and Good the Choosh boy. Choosh boy with the win. And the newest recruit to the uh, Maximum Mill models as Otis. Mm. Surely if anybody dissolves in this match, it's going to be that team because they're already kind of halfway there anyway. Anyway. We've spent far too much time talking about a match that matters not. And on to potentially what is a much more important match. And that is the Raw women's title match between Bianca Belair and Asuka. However, I do have a bit of a gripe here. We'll we'll get into this. There's no doubting at all that these ladies can absolutely go. But this match has almost been lost in the shuffle. Bianca's main evented night one of a WrestleMania before. Asuka's been there as uh, the winner of the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. But if we weren't talking about this from the match listing, would you even remember it was there? I don't mean this as a sign of disrespect to the ladies at all, both of which are two of my favourite women's uh, competitors of the modern era. Like, Asuka, for me, there's if, if they let her be what she could be as her full potential nobody would touch her in terms of a pure athlete you're not going to get much better than Bianca Belair but what I'm getting at is that WWE have put so much effort into building other matches mainly two let's be honest it sort of feels like a bit of a throwaway booking when if it was done right it could headline any show Um, I know we've kind of talked offline about um every WrestleMania match should have that, oh my God, yes, I'm excited for this match kind of feel to it. This should this should be the one. This this should be one that people have got. A, a solid story. They're excited about it. Genuinely nothing's happening. Like, it's just too... The, uh, it's just annoying. Um, but yeah, that being said, I hope that they are given plenty of time to put on the match that they deserve. Um, and it will either lead to the extension of Bianca's pretty long title run at this point, or a brand new champion in Asuka. Um, I can tell you, gents, that Matt has gone for the new champion option, so he has gone for Asuka to take the Raw Women's title. Um, I, before we came on air, flipped a coin and also landed on Asuka, so I it's a 50-50 this for me. Um, as Paul mentioned on the last episode um, about Rhea Ripley, potentially he would be happy if she went on a bit of a tear. Bianca's already halfway there, so do they double down on her title reign? Potentially. Um, but again, I, I, if they let Asuka be, you know, reach her potential, they've started to get there with the uh, the change, the character shift. Back to the old face pin. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that will, will go some way. But yeah, me and Matt are in agreement so far. 
both Asuka. Gents, who wants to go? I've got a, a retain down on my list. Okie dokie. Bianca for Andy and Paul. I am the same. I have also got Bianca down to retain. I don't know why. As soon as as soon as Asuka won the Elimination Chamber, uh, I was all on board with. Yeah, she's probably going to win the match. She's probably going to take the title off her. Something something's changed, like in my thinking over in the, like the week since then, I, and I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Um, I I just like something something about it just makes me feel that if she's going to lose the title, she's she's going to lose it to someone that you wouldn't expect it to be and it's going to be a bit of a shock and I think the reason for that is because they might potentially want to keep the option in the back pocket to sort of have a, like a very quick heel turn for her to sort of keep the character fresh because okay. I think they're in the they're in the possibility they're in that sort of I get the feeling with, with, with Bianca Bella they're in that sort of like dangerous period of like potentially losing her with the crowd because like the longer she sort of just goes as being the sort of the girl who comes out and you know she's always like happy, happy, skipping to the ring, sort of like whipping her hair around and stuff like that. There's only so long that people will buy that for and buy into it, and I think they might have to sort of do something where she maybe sort of like loses a match, sort of in what she would determine to be like a bit of a fluky manner, and it sort of flicks something, like sort of flips something in her like personality and that could sort of rebuild the character mm-hmm. so I think I think she'll retain this one um, I don't think this particular feud will, will finish there I think they could they could sort of like stretch this one out where they could get two or three matches out of this one mm-hmm. uh, but the best and I think the best way to do that would be to have Bianca win but potentially by like the skin of her teeth like she'd be like just like sort of sneak through like she maybe gets She's, she's on the wrong end of a mist or something like that, but she still manages to pull out the win. I, I don't know. Or it'll be like uh, Asuka goes for the Asuka lock, but she manages to roll her onto her shoulders. Something, yeah. something to that that effect. Yeah. Mm. And then, oh, and they don't quite get it on the first sort of camera shot, but then in the weeks after they show that she actually sort of like you know was on the ropes or something like that to sort of yeah. like steal the win. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That that gives us a bang on fifty fifty between the four of us. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll move on. We've only got three matches left to predict, and this is a big one. This is one of uh, what I alluded to earlier as the, as the big two, um, and this is definitely a match for the feels. You'd think so. The undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match: The Usos going in as champions versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, Sammy and Kevin are just the epitome of everything fans will want in baby faces these days. They've got such a storied past. Um, it just like you can't help but root for them. The reuniting that they did on SmackDown um, a couple of weeks ago was so well done. Got a fantastic reaction in the arena and online. Um, and yeah, just the. This seems to be one of the matches where they've hit the momentum exactly right. I think they've they've, they've done this in such a way that like it, it, they couldn't. I don't think they can do a screwy finish with this. Personally, I think there has to be a definitive definitive winner. Um, but yeah, since Sammy turned on the bloodline at Royal Rumble, he's been vowing to take them down. 
like many have over the last year or more. Uh, whilst that has proven to be a difficult task, as we've alluded to on many a podcast in, in the months gone by, uh, if it's going to happen anywhere, WrestleMania seems to be the place to do it. So the, the, the battle, for me, will not just decide the future of the tag division within WWE, but potentially decides the future of the bloodline as well. The effects of the match is likely to be felt in the main event, which we'll get to shortly. Um, so who is going to take the victory when WrestleMania goes Hollywood? Uh, Andy, do you want to go first on this one? I've got a problem with this match because it, it, my prediction foreshadows another prediction. Okay. So I'd, I'd, if, in an ideal world, I would have wanted to predict a different match before this one so that I could give my prediction. Um, it's a long convoluted way of saying I believe a title change in this match okay and shall we leave that there so you can give your I'll let you go first then in the last in the main event so you can give us your your rundown Um, no shockers that I have predicted the same way and has Mr Moore so that will leave Paul with the potential to steal a point with the retention if he has indeed gone that way. So, obviously, we discussed the fact that you've split these into night one and night two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as part of the potential tiebreaker, if required, we've been asked to order the order the matches into the sequence that we think they will take place. Um, I personally think we're looking at the main event of night one here. I think this will close the show on night one as I believe, along with all three of you, that we are getting a title change. And I think it will be one of, if not the biggest pop of the weekend. Um, And I think it could come about by... uh, I was going to say by Jay Turner on Jimmy, but that's not really the payoff that, that everyone's looking for. The payoff would obviously be Jay to cost Roman his title. So, I don't know if there's like sort of a scenario where Roman comes down to get involved in this match, which would be surprising. You wouldn't think it would happen, which then leads to either one or all of the bloodline getting involved in Roman's match that closes out night two. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really know like sort of the ins and outs of how that would play out, but I have gone like you three have gone for for a title change for Sammy and Owens to be the uh, the new the new tag champs. Also, okay, so. just a, just a quick shout out to that incredible T shirt that was double sided with the uh, uh, WrestleZania on the front and uh, KO Mania on the back, or possibly the other way around. But um, as I said to you guys in, in a text, congratulations WWE. You've basically just sold the next Austin three sixteen shirt, so that will be the the, the biggest seller of the WrestleMania like oh, specific I mean, gear this I, this time I, around without without question. Okay, well we'll say we'll not deep dive too much because I feel we'll probably get into this a little bit more main event wise um, as well. So a little sort of little come down before the, before the main event, but in theory it should be. Potentially a really good match. Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. Way back in September last year, Matt and I were there to see the start of this build, I guess, as Dominic 
turned on his father at a clash at the castle to join Judgment Day. And whilst his character work may have been a little questionable in patches since, Dominic seems to finally be hitting his stride as ex-con Dom. You have to be very careful how you say that. Uh, provided weeks of comedy, but still been able to deliver some cutting promos aimed at his father. Um, Ray said that he would never take a match against his son at WrestleMania. Mm, that was until Dom insulted his own mother and sister as they sat at ringside, uh, bringing a good hard slap from Ray and a, an acceptance of the Mania challenge laid down by his son in the weeks leading up to, to where we are now. I guess it's a it's a student versus teacher, father versus son. Um, I did put who's going to be left standing tall after the weekend, but I mean, even if Ray wins, that's not going to be him, is it? Because he's he's only he's only like that big. Um, but yeah, is it going to be Ray Mysterio's swan song? Is it going to be the retirement match, or has he got a little bit more left? Where are we going with this one? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll give Matt's first. Matt has gone straight out with a Dominic Mysterio win. Andy, are you going the same way? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a lot to say about this, and I don't know if it's going to be the be the right forum for it. Um, I'm I'm, o- I'm over this. I've been over this for for, for quite some time, so. Um, but uh, yeah, a Dominic win. I think there's going to be. Um, I think Dominic's going to surprise Ray with just how low he's prepared to go on this one for the win. Um, it will not be the end of anything. It'll just be the almost the start of everything. Um, so yeah, Dominic to win. Okay. Paul, see, I see, I, I sort of disagree with the uh, the sort of it'll be the it'll be it won't be the end. It'll just be the beginning. I I kind of think the opposite. It's like I think it's just perfectly set up for on Friday night's SmackDown, either during that or at some point during the Hall of Fame section, for Dominic to come out and say, "Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you." Part of the stipulation is if I beat you, I get your mask, or you never wrestle again, or something like that. I think it's. I don't think it's within. I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that we see an unmasked Rey Mysterio at some point during the course of that night. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um. So you, are you but, going? Are you going Dominic then? I've gone for Dominic to win. Yes. Yeah, so, and I think it'll. I think it will end up being Rey's last match. Wow, okay. Um, everything that's been uh, press-wise from Ray in the last few weeks has said that he, he fully anticipated it to be his last match, but the, the feud has, has left him feeling reinvigorated. So I don't know if they'll maybe drag it out a little bit. Um, just just that little bit longer to ultimately lead to like a... Um, no, what, what could they? I don't know what Dom could give up, but like not like a mask versus mask, but like a I don't know if it would be to do mask versus hair or mask versus career or something like that. Uh, and you know when ultimately it comes time, at some point you you'd think what well, Dom Dom's got to come good again at some point if he's ever if he's ever gonna have a hope of taking over the mask. 
but will he? Will he just stay without? I'm not sure. Um, that whole process, though, however, does start with Dominic winning this weekend. So we've got a clean sweep of Dominic Mysterio predictions. Now, did we ever think that those words would come out of everybody's mouth? <laughs> Same prediction. No. Uh, but I guess that shows how far he's how far he's come personally. That he's got a singles match as well at WrestleMania. Granted. You know, they might have been practicing this every day that Ray's been home since the kid was ten. But we'll see. We'll see. That was that was about the time they were the same height, yeah? <laughs> exactly. whereas when he got to be like an early teenager, it was a ladder match at bedtime and that was just racing into the top of the bed. Um yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Um I would say time is short, but again, that's just Ray Mysterio. Um okay. Final match then. This is it. The main event of WrestleMania 39. The single match that has been built in some way, shape or form since Reigns took the WWE title from Bray Wyatt on the 30th of August 2020. A long time ago, on podcasts gone by, I said that Roman held the title until this show. So he could face The Rock. Well, Dwayne was too busy off shooting himself in the foot in the DC universe somewhere to be here. So ultimately that hasn't happened. Um, but the build, like I say, the build to this match has featured on almost every weekly television show since. Whether it was the formation of the Bloodline, the addition of Sami Zayn, the challenges on the road making Reigns look absolutely unstoppable, to the return of Cody, the Rumble, um, the drama of the pectoral issue um, last year when he came back after WrestleMania, the, the second return when he, like I say, when he then came back to win the Rumble and all of the cutting promo battles in the week since, it all comes down to this weekend. Will Roman keep the titles? Will he keep the bloodline together? Or the, the, the phrase that's doing the rounds at the moment, is Cody going to finish his story as he intends to do so? I do like that. I think that's a good a good phrase that will probably sell an awful lot of t-shirts again if they do it right as well. Um, which probably is a little snippet into where I'm going. However, I did promise Andy that he could give us the full rundown on where he was going. So I'm assuming there's going to be a little bit of a tag match intricacy uh, to begin with, Mr. Cook. Yeah, so <clears throat> part of the reason that I predicted a title change and tag match is off the back of the fact that there'll be no title change in this match. Now, uh, having having had this shift where the Dwayne seems to have vanished into the distance, there is that kind of, some somebody needs to do it. I think Cody is the person that they've got billed for it, but not now. Um, I'm, I've, I've got a few. I've got a more, a, more a warmer feeling, more of a, more of a summer feeling to it. Um, so I think that that the start of something will be the tag titles changing, but Roman retaining. Okay. Roman Reigns is in the book. All. 
this ah uh, this match uh, th this is the one that strangely enough I've kind of had the sort of the most sort of back and forth on um arguably so if you if let's sort of rewind rewind last year obviously Cody wasn't officially in the company it was the Seth Rollins he's got a match you won't know your opponent until he appears in the ring blah 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 would you have said at that time that in a year Cody was going to be the guy to take the title off Roman eventually I think if you asked a hundred people maybe five people would have said yeah I could see that happening then there was obviously the talk of oh well he's obviously just going to win money in the bank and then he can he can cash in on Roman and then that's, that gives Roman an out for if he does lose he wasn't ready for the match blah 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 then obviously he does the thing with his peck and he's out for six months In that time, obviously, it was it was sort of when people worked out the time scale and then worked out that he'd be basically back in time for the Rumble. It was a case of, well, there's your Rumble winner. That's that sorted. Then that kind of leads into him being the guy who gets the WrestleMania match. The problem was, was that in that time, the storytelling was that compelling with the bloodline that Sami Zayn sort of like overtook him in the sort of sentimentality stakes as to be the, the person who should be the guy who ends the sort of the, the reign, as it were, for want of a better phrase. Um, obviously, the, the completely Daniel Bryan him, didn't he? Effectively, yeah, basically. So they've had that. They've had that match now at Elimination Chamber. Didn't go the way of Sammy, but was definitely left open enough where if they wanted to, they could come back to it. Um, but I think that Cody will never be hotter than he is at this particular moment it feels like the crowd's there the crowd are willing to go with him the company seems willing to go with him and I just think if they don't they run the risk of everyone just going well if him, if, if not him who is who is going to be good enough to beat Roman and stuff like that so I think they run the risk of if they don't switch the title People are eventually just going to go. This is nonsense. This is like, this is just getting stupid now. Like it's it's literally going to take, you know, the end of some sort of like catastrophic incident to end his end his like sort of his title run. So I have gone for Cody to win, just because I think that if they don't give him the title, it's gonna it's potentially going to cause them more aggro in the future if that makes sense yeah I, I think um, I, I will drop in at this point Matt has picked Roman Reigns I hadn't even considered that Roman Reigns would, would be winning this match um, until Andy talked through his little bit just then and then it sort of like played into my mind like well and then Paul started talking, and I'm like, oh. And kind of, you put them two together, it's like, actually, was, if Cody hadn't have had the pectoral injury last last year, would he have then picked up the money in the bank? Have they just shifted that on 
to this year so that there's a bit of a redemption story. So if Reigns does um, win this weekend, Cody eventually picks up the briefcase. In the meantime, like you say, the Sami Zayn stuff is still hot enough that they can go back there if they need to. Um, and then Sami Zayn effectively could take down the bloodline as he intends to do so. And in comes Cody with the briefcase to pick up the pieces. It's doable. It's it's not it's not out of the realms of possibility. The only thing that then sways me back to my original pick of Cody is that he's got this whole chip on his shoulder, like I say, about finish the story. Does that story involve picking up a cheap win over a broken down champion? Like, what value does that give him? Yes, he's then held the title that his, his late father never got to. But I, I don't think there's any... Like, it, it seems to be doing it for, for honour, if you like. Um, and I don't know if that necessarily fits. Whereas, then as Paul said, they've they've done it yet again, booked themselves into a bit of a corner where, if not now, then when? And I, I very much agreed with that sentiment too. So, um, yeah, I'm sticking with my original one, but I have gone for Cody. So we have got a 50-50 split in the main event predictions. Uh, yeah, it could be. We might not need this tiebreak, or the the predictions may be so way out in different patches that actually we all end up on like four points. Um, who who is to say? But yeah, we did, as discussed earlier on, we did dis- um, decide that we will submit our running orders, and whoever has the most right, if we need the tiebreak, we will go down to that. Um, my running order is obviously the order that we've done the match predictions in. Um, so if you are a little unsure of that again, good excuse to go back to episode 1 if you've missed it if you did miss it and you've stuck this one out all this way well done um, but yeah, so I'm I'm going to stick with the, the, the running order as we've discussed it this this uh, this podcast and the last podcast Paul, you already had yours written down didn't you? I did um, I already have Matt's, Mr Cook are you going to send them on to me or do you want to did you want to discuss them now? Um, I'll <clears throat> I'll have a little look and send them on. Um, just as an aside, whilst you were talking, I thought I'd have a little look. And uh, according to the bookies, Cody Rhodes heavy favourite to win. Heavy favourite. Yeah. So uh, get get all your money on Roman Reigns. We we all know that that it's not at all like a WWE thing to actually do something like that, right? Uh, WrestleMania, uh, Undertaker, uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> that is it. That that brings us to the end of our match predictions for the entirety of uh, the two nights of WrestleMania. Whatever form those counts may take. Um, it just leaves me to ask if you gentlemen have anything else you wanted to discuss on this episode of Getting Over. Good. Oh, Mr. Cook. Raising the hand there. Go on, what have you got? Uh, I know, having done two back to back podcasts, everybody probably wants to hit the showers early, but um, I didn't know if now was time to bring up the uh, the viral video that's been floating around of uh, Ray Ripley mm-hmm. um, being 
I don't, I don't I don't know how to go with the wording for this. Um, signing autographs in an airport and sort of what people's thoughts around it were because um, I, I I don't know how I feel about it is is why I'm sort of putting it out there um, because I've watched the video multiple times because in the in the description of it it says that she she's asked the people if the people that are asking for autographs she's asked if she can leave and no matter how many times I watch that video I can't pick up on the bit where she says anything to that sort of description she is clearly very tired um the the issue i've got is i'm so divided on this i'm so 50 50 part of me is like she's tired she's obviously traveling she's in the airport she's not at an event where she's there to sign stuff she, you know, I imagine she's trying to get from one place to another, whether it's home or to a, a hotel or to an event or whatever it is. So that is her, it's her right to, to be, look, I'm, I'm tired. The last thing I want to do is sign all these autographs. But then there's the other side of the coin, the other side of the coin being to stand on a massive stage. There is some element of, fan service but i don't i don't know i don't know i'm i'm really from from the multiple times i've watched the video i, I can't come down on one side or the other so i uh -huh. thought it would be a case of maybe getting a bit more input from yourselves well <clears throat> obviously like for, for the youtubers you'll see behind me i have a collection most of the, the collection behind me has got at least one autograph per per item on it. Uh, I will tell you now that not one of those has been obtained by me having to chase somebody down to an airport or a hotel or their house because I think that's that's the danger. That's the next step, and that that is a um, a threshold that has been crossed. Unfortunately, uh, I think it was last year somebody rocked up at Arn Anderson's house, just knocked on his door. Somebody also did that to Rey Mysterio last year, and I know that Rey Mysterio has recently been caught in one of these videos as well, where he's been harassed at an airport. Um, I get what you're saying about that if they if they expect to be able to stand on a world stage, they then there needs to be some level of fan service, and I understand that. I think there's a difference between bumping into them in the street and going, hey, how are you doing? Could I get a quick selfie? Can you sign my napkin? Because nobody, the, these guys turned up with suitcases full of figures, um, like Funko Pops, like um, Shikishi board style things. So they were like the massive hardboard things with like a Royal Rumble logo on was one that I'd seen. Um, it, it's not just a fan turning up to get an autograph it's people trying to make money off it um and i think that's the difference i think if it was a genuine fan in the street i think she'd have been much happier and a little bit more personable and i, I absolutely don't blame her for doing it um the other side of the the thing there is that obviously autographs and collectibles are a huge business um again with my surroundings that you can't see on camera, there's there's plenty of other stuff 
um, I could I could show that you know I, I might have had signed or a collectible that means something to me, but um, I, I just I say I, I can't. If it's just if it's just that if it's just a group of guys who've turned up and gone, I've got a suitcase full of stuff for you to sign. Then there's probably no real question there. That is purely just some rather questionable people looking for, in a sense, free money off the back of somebody else's name, and that that there is no excuse for that. If if, if it had been a random group of fans, then that's potentially something different. I was listening. I was listening to a podcast the other day to um, like the host and the guest. Both famous, both for completely different reasons, like completely different reasons. And they were both talking about getting accosted for photos and selfies and the way that people go about doing it. Um, where it's like, oh, can I get a picture? And then they just hand the phone to that person's wife, like it's their job to take a picture. Or like, pushing people out of the way so they can get selfies and stuff, being, like, super disrespectful, telling them to, like, strike a certain pose or do a certain thing, which is what they're famous for, but it's in the middle of a shopping centre or it's in the middle of a, you know, a, a public place sort of thing. And listening to that, I was like, that sounds super aggressive. So if it's if it's that side of it, then there is no, there is no question, and, and I I probably didn't understand that 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 was necessarily the, the I thought it was she bumped into a random group of fans, but if it's people that are autograph hunting for for money, then yeah, I've, I've got no 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 sympathy, no time for that. I think it it puts them in a bit of a difficult position as well. So like I say, they, like collectibles are such a a big deal now, like particularly the autograph stuff that WWE themselves have got deals with people like in uh, in the States it's uh, Fitterman Sports which they now organise all of their high profile signings um, over here obviously like, they've, they've got contracts with, with different um, conventions and stuff as well for, for certain talent to appear so I think there's a level of, of business about it as well in the sense of if Rhea Ripley stands there for an hour misses her taxi and gets delayed on her way home but sends all, all of those people away with an autograph well actually all of those people would, would potentially then have paid to go and see her at a, at a local sign in some you know somewhere in the vicinity and that's taking more money off the table and I know that you know if and, and again if you bumped into somebody just in general life you've you've got that chance and if you ask and you're genuine it's completely down to them but when it's monetized in the way that it is now, I, I, it might even do something daft, like put them out of favor in the company. If do you know what I mean, yes, they might think they're doing a really good job and signing all these autographs for people, but then they rock up at work and they find out that the market's been flooded with sixty-five thousand Rhea Ripley popped uh, pop autographs. And they were going to put them out for sale next week, and they've now all not worth a dime. Then, it, yeah, it, it's a bit sort of it can be detrimental as well. Um, yeah, I mean, and basically, that gives a lot more context to the video. Like, cause yeah. I, I didn't fully understand what the the situation was. 
and that gives more context, more information. So, so I mean, real real life example um, for us, um, myself and Paul happened to be eating in a restaurant where Cody and Brandy Rhodes were one evening. Um, did we go over and bother them? Nah, they were there for their tea. It's it's a, it's private time. Um, we we absolutely didn't, and I'm not saying that to be like, oh, look at me, I'm a hero because I don't bother people. But the other side of that is, both myself and Paul have also then been to an evening with Cody Rhodes and listened to him talk, met the guy, got stuff signed that way, and that was legit. So it, it's just both sides of the coin. And I think, unfortunately, you're always going to get them people in the world where they will always push it too far, regardless of what sphere that sits within. And I think bothering people in their own time, if they already look a little bit stressed, is not good in anybody's book. That, that's just me. You know I mean? No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so speaking of pops <laughs> and sign pops, this isn't a sign pop, but if you didn't hear it on the first episode, we still have the Alexa Bliss to give away, um, two Alexa Bliss pops to give away. Um, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go ahead and do so. It would be much appreciated. Um, and also, don't forget to leave us your WrestleMania predictions yourself. Even put your running orders. If you do it quick enough, and Andy hasn't sent his in, he might even copy yours. As long as it's not as long as it's not after the weekend, who knows? Uh, but yeah, thank you very much, gents, for your time, and thank you for all of your lovely, lovely predictions. And I'm guessing because WrestleMania was so big, we should probably do some sort of roundup sometime soon yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that off air but yeah thanks very much and we shall see you all next time so there you go what do you think to that two bumper editions of the wrestling podcast I think you can agree absolutely fantastic content you can let the wrestling people know all of the wrestling people how much you love this podcast by telling other people, share it around, like, comment, subscribe, leave reviews, check out the website, thecookiecast.com. You can send us an email with your predictions, or just let us know that you've entered the competition. That is that for WrestleMania, but uh, there'll be more wrestling coming down the line, so check that out. Until then, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Quickie Cast.